0: are listening to a University of Kentucky College of Arts and Sciences podcast. The High Energy Theory Group at UK is a collection of faculty, postdoctoral researchers and students investigating the origin and structure of matter and forces. In this interview, Sumit Das describes the group and talks about some of his own research.
1: So uh, I feel our high energy theory group is quite diverse. First of all, it's an entirely theoretical group. We don't have high energy experimentalists Okay, We have uh, experimentalists in nuclear physics, whose work overlaps quite a bit with the interest of high energy physicists, but we don't have people working at CERN or something like that. So we have like one, two, six members in the high energy theory group among the faculty, and they work. The work ranges from, you know, the treatment of um, the fundamental interactions the standard model of all fundamental forces, precision calculations of physical processes in that theory, and its comparisons with experiments, that's what uh, uh, people like Misha Idis does, to computer calculations of the spectrum of what we call strongly interacting particles. I mean, these are neutrons and protons which make up the nucleus, So like the basis of nuclear physics which is uh, this line is pursued by K. F. Liu and Terry Draper and then myself and Al Shapir we work in areas which are roughly called string theory these days whose main aim is to unify the all the known interactions with gravity and to form a quantum mechan- quantum mechanical theory of gravity but in that quest Uh, We do work on uh, supersymmetric generalizations of the standard model. I mean, this is a a theoretical development which may or may not be verified experimentally pretty soon at CERN. We don't know yet. And then finally, we have Bing-An Lee who works on, again, the the physics of the symmetry breaking uh, at very high energies or at very short distances. Uh, the laws, the forces of electromagnetism and the forces which cause radioactivity are unified and you cannot distinguish between the two. But obviously at low energies, they are quite different. I mean, radioactivity looks very different from the electric and magnetic forces. The process by which that happens is something which is call symmetry breaking and Big Gunn Lee works on various ways of bringing about symmetry breaking.
0: You're Specific areas of research are, on, on the website it said, string theory, gauge theory, and black hole physics? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Are you working on any current projects that are exciting that you'd like to mention?
1: Well, one of the things uh, which I've been working on uh, for the past four year, four or five years, is trying to see if string theory can give us an understanding of what we call the Big Bang Singularity. I mean, this is a big headache in physics because, uh, you know, we know the universe is expanding and we also know that if we extrapolate the universe back in time, we end up with something which just, just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's we give it a name, we call it Big Bang. It, uh, I mean, this is somewhere all, all the no- known laws of physics don't make any sense. I and mean, things are very singular. And, of course, I mean, physicists don't like that and you would like to have an understanding of what does it be to say that, whether there are ways of uh, going beyond the Big Bang, something called a pre-Big Bang. And clearly the methods of general relativity, which are, which is the theory of gravity, are inadequate for that purpose. And it turns out the string theory has interesting things to say about that.
0: Like what types of interesting things?
1: See, see the problem with singularities like the Big Bang is that... Uh, they are not like places, you know, in a sense the wall in the room is like a singularity, if you hit your head on the wall, your head is going to break, right? But you can see the wall and you can avoid it if you want, just go around the door, right? If you want to go to the next room, right? The wall is an example of a singularity which is present for all times but at a particular point in space because it's here, it's here now, it's going to be here tomorrow, and it's here, going here day after tomorrow. A Big Bang singularity is the exact opposite, it's a singularity which happens at one time but all over space. Now, what that means is that you cannot look around and see where that is because it hasn't if it is it if it has happened in the past it has already happened to you. But there, it's sometimes convenient to think of something called a big crunch, which is the time-reversed version of it. So, if it is going to happen, it's going to happen in the future and there's no way you can look into the future, right? So, this is something which we call a space-like singularity. It happens everywhere, it happens to all, everybody in the world, but it happens at one particular time, okay? Now, if such a thing happens and if it's really singular, then what and if it's taken seriously considered it to be singular what it means is that it doesn't make sense to ask what is the universe after a big crunch because you know the time evolution has basically stopped and there's nothing. But of course this conclusion is based on using our known laws of gravity which is Einstein's general relativity all the way to that point where this thing has happened. Where the singularity has happened and we also know that those equations cannot be correct at this point the problem is that we don't we don't quite know what to replace them by I mean they have to be replaced by some different set of laws okay. string theory offers a, a, a proposal of what these sets of laws are and what they could be in situations where you know the gravitational forces are so strong that you think that there's something like a bang or something like a crunch. So using this idea what we have been trying to understand is that using this alternative set of laws which under normal circumstances reduce to standard Einstein laws but which are different and these situations of very high curvature, can we say anything about whether the universe is going to whether time is really going to end or whether the universe continues to evolve in time into something else. So that's the question we try to answer. Right. It's just, just a proposal to do it and I think it's, it's fascinating to ask these questions.
0: Currently, there's the criticism of string theory is that there's no experimental way to confirm or falsify any of these theories. Right. Do you think there's progress toward ever being able to experimentally test these? or is that there
1: is that? always progress but the thing is see it depends what you call what you mean by string theory I mean historically string theory evolved as a particular model of the universe you know this is how our universe is okay so we use the word theory for that you know like, like Weinbach Salam theory is a theory for a model of Radioactivity, it tells you the theory of radioactivity. But sometimes we want use the word theory in a slightly different sense. In the sense that we sometimes say quantum theory. Quantum theory is not a particular model of any particular set of phenomena. It's a general formalism which applies to a huge variety of phenomena. I mean, all the way from superconductivity to elementary particles. Over the years... The second aspect of the word theory, in string theory, has become, is becoming more and more important, you know. So, th- namely, it provides uh, a set of concepts and a set of mathematics which is applicable to a diverse set of phenomena. I think that aspect, we are getting closer and closer to experiment. Uh, that hasn't quite happened yet, but it might happen anytime. As far as the first definition? As the far as the first definition is goes, out? it is, no, it's it's not very clear what's going on. Because, uh, I mean, it. the string theory was very attractive 25 years ago because people thought there is a unique theory and you should be able to predict everything from that. Causality? Uh, not just causality. If there's just one theory, one set of equations you solve, you should be able to calculate... Everything in the universe, in principle, not in practice, but in principle. Okay. What it turns out is that the, the, the fallacy of that uh, thing is that you can have the same equation, but the same equation can have many, many different solutions, all of them equally good. And something, you got to something figure out, you know, which solution to take. Okay. People had hoped that there would be very few solutions of this theory. Okay? And so, you go one solution one by one and figure out what our universe corresponds to. It is becoming quite abundantly clear now that string theory has like a you know, huge number of solutions. It is something people call the landscape of solutions of string theory. So, in such a situation you know the the use of the theory to uh, come up with a uh, you know of a model of you know, fun, all fundamental forces, which was one of the original goals of string theory. It, that, that pursuit has changed a little bit, and there are many different approaches about how to go about it. Uh, I, I don't think it has really come any closer to make a contact with experiment than it was 25 years ago.
0: Well, all right. Uh, science is full of surprises. Say you were talking to, like, you know, a kid in high school who wanted to get into physics. What like important areas of the research are lacking people that that you know, need more young people to be attracted to those areas?
1: Well, the first approximation I think every area requires people, it's not so much the number, but sometimes a larger number ensures you, you need the quality. You need you know, you need bright people to do physics, right? And you cannot judge who is bright and creative by how well that person does in high school or college or university you know it's a creative process which is actually quite different from the scores you get in exams and all that right so in a sense if you have a large number of people going the chances of getting somebody uh, you know who is very bright and creative are larger but of course on the flip side it, it's a very competitive profession you know like uh, it's only a small fraction of the students who get PhDs in physics actually end up being physicists. Okay. However, having said that, I must say the rest end up in many different professions and they almost inevitably do exceedingly well in those professions. The physics is that, you know, the training is such that, okay, there's always a chance that you, you know, you, you make it into a scientists who made very good contributions to science but uh, if you don't maybe your personality is not like that or you you know to face the real world you cannot compete you do go to other fields and do extremely creative stuff there you know so I think Life is not wasted. I think it's pretty good, I think, in a way. So somehow physics has this kind of... the It just got to do with the kind of training you get as a physicist. It's useful in many professions. The fact that it's very hard to get a job as a physicist shouldn't deter people, you know. And in any case, I think it's always a good idea to follow your heart. You know. yeah. There are many, many exciting directions in physics. I think physics will always be exciting because they're always... New frontiers in physics. Uh, they range all the way from very theoretical studies to, you know, experimental work which has, you know, direct uh, technological applications. So physics can accommodate people with a wide spectrum of personalities, wide spectrum of tastes and abilities. So you can, you know, take your pick. I mean, if you come to physics, it's. I, I wish there are more, I think, younger uh, people. I mean, United States does pretty badly in terms of this, actually, in terms of uh, people coming to physics. And that, that's a worry for me. You know? Of course, if you don't have a certain kind of makeup, you're never going to want to do physics. But if you really love it and if you want to do physics, I tell you, just do it, because you are going to make it one way or the other, you know, that kids.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, and the Department of Physics and Astronomy for making this podcast possible.